0: Achieving success, being healthy and wealthy,
1: and lifelong happiness is anyone's ultimate dream. In the grand scheme of things, self-doubt limits you from achieving great things. The path towards the zenith of success and controlling your life is at your hands. This is The Unlimited Influence.
0: Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder.
2: Come on back. Guys, probably never even noticed we went an extra 40 minutes. (laughs) Time sure flies when you hypnotize. Come on back. All right. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So, what did we discover from this simple process? What'd you learn? It's a lot easier to talk to people when you have a little plan. Isn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: Isn't it amazing? How how many people here hate fucking small talk like me? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Did small talk suddenly get easier?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: We didn't do a small talk. It it wasn't small talk. It didn't stay there very long, did it? It never does. That's the point. How many people notice that the moment you started giving their words back to them, the floodgates of verbiage opened? They just started spewing. They started talking and talking and talking. That's the magic. You see, when a person gets their own words back to them, they've gotten the most important thing that they can get in that moment. Validation. See, we're all moving through the world desperate to be accepted. Desperate to be heard and understood. And the moment we get that, we orient like a magnet. And we want it so much, we want to make sure they get it all. And the words just start flowing. Regardless of how hesitant the words are at first, the more you begin to echo, the more rapidly they begin to talk. That talking is the process of connection for them the longer they talk, the more attractive you become. You guys notice that? Right? When you start echoing, you can begin to use that information and the feelings that you generate to take them where they wanna go. Now, the interesting, what happens a lot of times, especially for people who haven't engaged in this process for very long, they say, well, do I really understand the person when I just echo their words actually better than they do? Mm-hmm better than most people who just talk to them in their own words. see, And yet every one of you is unique, but not that much enough to be awesome. The same enough to be useful so that you know how to navigate their internal reality. You see, we're all on a quest to be gotten. We're all on a quest to be understood, to connect, to feel okay. And when we get the opportunity, when we start to get the idea, that here's someone who gets us and accepts us. Man, we don't want to give that up. We don't want to give it up. Anybody notice you didn't want to come back to the room? Right? All you did was echo words. What happens next? We go even deeper. Now you had a question that I was working with the young lady. What was your question? No, no, or you were, just, you were just watching with rapt attention?
0: <laughs> oh, when you were working yeah. with you, Yeah, I was just watching. Yeah,
2: okay. Yeah. Um, every now and then I randomly pull someone out of the audience and just do change work on them because it's fun for me. And because I love watching the lights come on. I love watching their spirit expand and light up. It comes out their eyes. It's amazingly cool. Very fulfilling. So that's yes. how you get started. It doesn't matter how superficial or deep the conversation is. It gets the pump primed. It allows people to begin the process of connecting. Now, how many people people here are are here primarily for a sales or a a client prospect conversion relationship? You know what I mean? Converting clients to prospects or selling a product or service. Okay, how many people are here for romantic reasons? How many people here are lying to me have no fucking clue why they're here? (laughs) (laughs) You just wanna learn cool shit, right? Right. This is where, this is, and again, this is my model. This is what I do. Um, There's a lot of systems like NLP is one of the systems I pull from holographic memory resolution, um, conversational hypnosis. I pull from a lot of different areas to create this system. This is the system, I didn't develop this for you. I developed it for me, okay? And the things I've been able to do with it, the things my students have been able to do with it. It's not uncommon for people applying this strategy to bump their sales close ratio from 20 to 40% in everything from timeshares to -to door-to-door home improvements. Okay? So those of you... Again, so I need... This is another thing that we need to cover because I'm seeing it here and it's one of the reasons I'm having trouble telling you where to go next. You never enter any influence or persuasion uh, Interaction without knowing what you want in advance. In other words, you have to have an outcome Know what you want to achieve in that interaction If you don't know what you want to achieve in that interaction, you usually wind up making a friend and accomplishing nothing else So you need to create this this connection this dynamic Within the context of why you're there for a lot of you. That's about going to the bank, right? Uh, For a lot of you. It's about connecting with a person for a relationship which brings us to the code. The code in, in NLP speak is called criterion values. Or C and V as I like to call it. Okay? The C, another way to say the criteria is another way, is another way you could say checklist. There's a checklist. There's an order of phenomena or prerequisites that have to be satisfied before a certain feeling is generated in the body. Now, what will usually happen there, once we have these, these phenomena satisfied, we generate a feeling and we call that feeling X or a label. So for instance, one of the most common, uh, oh, that's a horrible B, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's try that again. Most of the time when I write up here, I don't write up here for the audience and I really do it to torment the people watching this on the video camera.
1: <laughs>
2: so I'm just that way. But here's the point. The criterion values comes in three parts. The checklist, which is the most overlooked piece of the criteria values equation. Then there's the feeling that we generate and then the label we assign to it. People fall in love with the labels they assign. So you never try to change those. You echo those as often as you can. Just echoing the label they use to describe the feeling will trigger it. You understand, you don't need to dig down as long as you use their words, you'll always be in there in that space. Does that make sense? You want to know what the checklist is. So, if um, can I get someone? What's your, Miss? What's your name? Oh, Stacy. Stacy, welcome. I'm David. You can stay here. It's okay. Um, I'm curious. Is this your first time with us? Yeah. I'm curious, just so I understand you a little bit better. What brought you out tonight? What made you want to come out? Um, so I'm graduating soon for um, a cardiac stenographer. Oh, so you're graduating soon. Just so I get her accent. So my wife is Chinese, by the way. Um, so you're graduating soon as a cardiac stenographer? Yeah.
0: So um, I want to think about you know going to interview or how I'm going to s- be successful in
2: that. How you going to be successful in an interview? Perfect. So, so I can help you more specifically. Uh, what's important to you about being successful in an interview? Get a job. <laughs> you get a job, right. Obviously, right? You want to get the job. Yeah. and But it, and just any job? No,
0: because right now I'm actually um, doing my internship at UCSD.
2: Okay. UCSD? Okay. And
0: then uh, I
2: want to stay there. You want to stay there? I want to be hired there. Oh, uh-huh, so. so um, but the thing is,
0: um, I was kind of asking about if there's opening or something like that. But. Um, they didn't tell me anything. They didn't tell you. And then, and then the, the graduation in like two months. So I want to see what I can do. Okay.
2: So you're graduating in two months. They haven't called you back on the interview. No, so,
0: um, just, I'm still doing a so I'm still doing the clinical. So i
2: still doing clinical. Okay. So when is the interview? Um,
0: I'm not sure I can get it. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I just
2: don't know. Well, I don't know about helping you get the interview, but I know what to tell you to do when you get to the interview. Yeah,
0: because I see the supervisor every
2: day. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I boy, see. you got. I'm going to load you up. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I see the supervisor every day. So, um, yeah, so I'm not sure how to I approach it. Okay. You ready?
2: Okay. If I were to show you. How to connect with your supervisor in such a way that he would think he couldn't think of anybody else for that position. So he would not only get that interview, but absolutely nail it and be able to stay in San Diego. What would that do? What would that do for you? Look at her face. You see it? That's exactly what I'm about to teach you how to do. Because I just did. <laughs> how much of my words were hers? A lot. Right? If I couldn't deliver what I'm about to teach her and you, I'd have to tell her. Okay? Here's the secret for every intern that your supervisor selects, He has a checklist. Your job is to find out what that checklist is and embody it. In other words, take on the qualities, the characteristics, the attributes of that ideal intern. Okay. Every time you talk to him, echo his words and use this because what will happen is he will begin to trust you, and believe in you, and give you the same level of authority in his world as he gives himself, okay? It's really that simple. And then you just wanna soften what you wanna know. And it will be very simple, doctor so-and-so. I'm, I'm curious, I, I really wanna stay in San Diego. I wanna be the best, the best intern, the best clinician, the best doctor I can be. And I think you're the, I know you hear this a lot, free friend. I know you hear this a lot, but I think you are the absolute, you're my role model. And I'm curious if you could help me with something. What do you look for in, in the best interns you've ever seen? What, what's the ideal intern for this position? What, 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 what do you look for? And what's important, and he's gonna give you a laundry list of things. And he might dissemble he might a little bit and say, well, I might take it on a case-by-case basis. And if that's the case, well, did you ever really bring someone on that you were really, really proud that you did, really, really happy you were with your decision? Right? The moment he does that, he's going to start describing it. Echo those words. Echo those words. Why? Because as he's talking about it, he's looking at you. <coughs> and every feeling he brings up it becomes connected to you. When you reflect his words back to him, it amplifies the feeling, okay? That's how you do it. And then when it's time to apply for the interview or whatever, you keep a note of every value, everything on that checklist. And at every interview, there's always the place where they review the resumes and all that good stuff. But there's also a point in every interview where they look at you, they kind of sit back and say, is there anything else you would like us to know before us, before we consider your application? True, not true? Okay, sure. And that's your time to shine. Because then we go, well, Dr. So-and-so, I think that it's important for there, for there to be a fit between any team and any doctor. And so I wanna make sure that there's a really good fit for both of us. I wanna make sure that I can give you everything that you want in the way that you know you get it, in the way that gives you the best feeling of confidence with me. But I also need to make sure that it's a fit for me. So would it be okay if I asked you a couple of questions? What's important to you about the ideal intern? The person you can get the job done that you can have the most confidence in and you can feel really confident about recommending about taking on this position. And let him speak, and the echo is going to start. The longer list is going to come out. Whatever he says, however he says it, agree. Echo the words back. If you did nothing else, that would probably nail it for you. But then what you want to do, and what you want to do, look at her, look at how focused she is.
1: <laughs>
2: Anybody not want to have that attention from a client? Yeah. Right? Then what you do is you drill down just, if you, if, it's, if it's comfortable to do that, you pre-frame it. You say, well, just so I understand you a little better. Maybe he says, I need an intern who I can rely on, who can think for himself, who can follow the protocols, who, who, who can stand on their own two feet without having to have their hand held and yet know when to not go off the script. Agree. Repeat those things back. If necessary, do one of two things: you either point to the aspects of your your CV, your, your resume, the experiences in your past where you did exactly that, and you tell the stories about them using his words to tell the story. Okay? If you want to go the other way, you ask him. So, if you had a, if you if you saw someone, you met, you found an intern was this and, and expressed herself that way and did these things in the way that you recognized that this was the right person for you. If you found somebody like that, I'm curious. What's important about that? And he's going to give you another series another checklist. Wash, rinse, repeat. And what you'll see is you'll move from very, very clinical, very, very dry facts, figures, you know, basic attributes that every employee should have to the emotional reasons why he wants those things. And you'll get the same level, you can't see how you're responding physically, but everybody else around you, I know what you're feeling, okay? Feeling's pretty strong, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What you're gonna see, to whatever degree he's comfortable showing, is exactly that same kind of emotional response. And all you do is keep connecting what he wants to who you are using his words. And at the, some point, you'll know you said enough. And you'll say, thank you um, for for you wanted to see me. I, I hope to hear from you soon. I'm looking forward to be a great member of your team and to satisfying every single one of the things we talked about, because I really feel that we're a perfect fit. How soon can I get started? <laughs> Would that be useful? Yeah.
0: Thank you
2: very much. Welcome. <laughs> Give her a big round of applause. An alternate way to close that is to say, um, I'm curious, what's, what's the next step that we need to take, if any, to move this process forward? Yes. I have a question. Um... What if they're not really conscious about
0: the words that are coming out of their mouth? I mean they're just saying yeah, exactly. That's even better for you. <laughs> then how do you
2: know what to how do you know? Whatever what? comes out of their mouth. Oh, okay. That's how wonderful it is. They could be saying Mary had a little lamb. It's weird as that sounds. <laughs> when they hear you say Mary had so what about specifically about Mary Little had a little lamb was important? Oh, well <laughs> it's I wish it was harder. <laughs> but but I mean it. And one and one actually another one of the reasons why I picked her a she's a she's just beautiful and obviously extremely smart. I must have a thing for doctors because I married one. They're not as emotionally expressive.
0: That's
2: true. <laughs> right? They have to have that calm clinical demeanor. Right? If I can get that level of expression from somebody trained not to show it. Now, honestly, she's her guard was down a little bit, but that's my point. There's a very, very big difference between emotional expressiveness and feeling and emotional depth. People can be extremely emotional and never show it. You can always tell that by their handwriting, by the way. They're always heavy writers. Okay? I teach graphoanalysis analysis too, so handwriting analysis. Was that a useful demonstration for her? You think if she applies that she might win that interview
1: I yes. yes. oh, yeah.
2: think that might be useful with a client you want to convert to a or a prospect you want to convert to a client now for those anybody here doing internet marketing okay you can do this exact same process but at uh, a little a slightly less superficial slightly more superficial level but it's the exact same mechanism when people call now are you primarily an affiliate? Or uh, you have your own products or services? Uh,
1: Services.
2: Services. Okay. So, um, may I ask what you serve? What you sell? Mm -hmm. Well, I maintain websites. Maintain websites. Okay. Perfect. So, that you feel a lot of calls about people wanting their websites brought back from the dead, basically. (laughs) So, I would bet that you could probably rattle off from the top of your head three to five questions, your most common questions. Right? Here's the thing. When you create your marketing copy, those are your headlines. They don't call it copywriting for a reason, by the way. Literally, the most important headline should be the question you get most often. Okay? if you And uh, for those of you who, who do any kind of copy or, or copy-based marketing, if there's a topic or a niche that you want to, if you if you've studied any kind of copywriting or anything like that, they're gonna tell you you need to understand the language of your market, right? There's a couple different ways to do that. If you don't have any clients, how do you find the language? Well, you go to places like Amazon and you look up the books in your niche and you look a, at the titles of those books, which one sells the most, look at their table of contents, will give you a basic idea. Then go to the comment section and look at what people are saying. Look at what they're asking. There's your copy. There's your copy. It's the echo technique in mass. And when they do call you on the phone, this is, by the way, I used to have martial arts school in Coral Springs, Florida. This is how I signed up 90% of my calls my info calls sounded something like this ring ring hello this is David Coral Springs Martial Arts Academy how can I help you hi this is Agnes I'm uh, I'm looking for uh, karate lessons for my 10 year old son hey Agnes you're looking for karate lessons for your 10 year old son great yeah (laughs) how'd you know (laughs) that's they don't say that but that's the tone of voice they get right well what's your son's name his name's Tommy tell me a little bit about Tommy well, um, he's, uh, he's a good kid, you know, but he's a little small for his age and, and he's really smart but he's kind of, he's, he's actually a great ahead. And, and, and I, I could use a little bit more, you know, I'd, I'd like him to have a little bit more confidence. He's a little smaller than the rest of the kids and I'm afraid he might get picked on or bullied. Oh, I see. So Tommy's really smart and he's a little ahead of the curve. <laughs> and he's a gear ahead and he's a little small and you're afraid he might get picked on. So, all right, yeah. Excellent. Well, let me explain something to you about a little bit about our program, so you understand. Uh, we have uh, two programs that are available. One is our uh, for a little bit older kids, about eleven to f- eleven to thirteen. So I don't think that would be a great fit for for Tommy, but we do have one that's called our Little Ninjas program, and what it does is it's designed to teach kids how to stand up for themselves, how to think more clearly, and be more assertive, and to teach them that. They could stand up for themselves and be focused in school. And so if he's really smart, like you say, he'll get even smarter. So I have a, 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 we're offering a free 30, uh, not a free 30-day trial, but a free uh, three lesson trial. You can come in, comes with a free uniform. Come in, try it out with two private lessons in a group. It's perfect for kids like Tommy, who are in age eight 10, who are looking for a little bit more confidence, a little bit more focus, able to give them the ability to stand up to their, you know, to bullies and and, be, and stuff like that. I have a, an appointment available at 5.30 today or 6.30 tomorrow, which would be easier for you. <laughs> oh, 6.30 tomorrow I think would be good. All right, I'll pencil you guys in. We'll bring Tommy in and we'll, he'll have some fun. He'll get a free uniform. He'll get to kick some stuff. And we'll find out if this is a good fit for him. Would that be okay? Sure. Great. I'll see you then. Most of what I said was just me repeating what I said. Mm -hmm. Remember, the secret is use their words. Make sure there's a fit. If I only had a program for 11 to 13 year old kids, would it be ethical for me to try and get Tommy in for that? No. No. Right? That's the secret. All you want to this is the difference between selling and offering. In the world, according to David, we don't sell. Selling involves pressure. It involves, uh, you know, if you don't do this today, you're going to lose out forever and your life is going to suck. Bye. (laughs) Right? We don't do that. We do do have elements of scarcity in what we do because you need it. By the way, if you think scarcity is manipulative, you're going to be out of business quick. Everything you do has to have some element of scarcity or the human neurology will not take action. It won't. I've tested this, I've tried to beat this. It doesn't work. For every single offer you make, no matter how massive it is or how small it is, you gotta have the element of scarcity and a call to action. You gotta tell them what to do next. (laughs) Even if it's a fricking blog post. How many people have a blog for their business? One person, two people. Okay, well three, okay, we've got the people who are telling the truth. And then everybody else is, I've got a blog, but I've got, like, nothing on it. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. I've got a... Oh, I shouldn't tell you that. that one. I'm going to tell you about that one.
1: <laughs>
2: How are we doing on time, TJ? Half
1: hour?
2: Half hour? Okay. Is this useful?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. So let me give you... Um, the cliff notes for what I just did with her. What was your name again? Uh, Stacy. Stacy. I had a stepdaughter named Stacy. Anyway, so here's what I did with Stacy once we got beyond the echo technique, okay? It's really quite simple when you diagram it out. By the way, one of the fastest ways to remember the things I tell you is to avoid writing it in words. Storyboard it using pictures and graphics, process maps. That's the fastest way to remember these things. Your visual system processes information at least 12 times faster than any other system. And it produces, it, it processes it simultaneously, not sequentially. So if you want to optimize your learning, even if you're not a visual learner, the act of drawing your stuff activates your kinesthetic cortex. So you get two channels coming in, plus you're hearing it. That's multimodal learning. If you can find a little scratch and sniff marker, you can get the smells in there too. <laughs>
1: but
2: what, what we did was we connected. We started with the echo technique and it was superficial, right? What brought you here tonight? That, uh, by the way, that's this one. Three-phase conversational framework. What brought you here tonight? That's called location occasion. It takes you from inside your head and brings you out into the world where you can interact with another human being. Okay? Once we bring you out of your head and into the world, now we can connect with you. If they're always in their head, you can't connect with them. You've, 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 you've experienced this. You've tried to talk to somebody who's in their head thinking about what they, where they had to pick up the dog, kids from soccer class, uh, go to the bank, right? They're just They're there, but they're not there yeah, engineers engineers programmers. i won't I won't point them out, but I'll <laughs> let you do that. right? My point is when we start with this, I had to get her out of her head and into an interaction with me, out of her meat, and in, well, she's still in the meat, but in this external environment, in the now. That's where connection takes place. If you don't have it, you can't get there. It's like throwing wall it's like pebbles against a wall and hoping something knocks it over. So that's what that's what level three question is about. Our level one question is about. So echo, location occasion. It's a very superficial, very safe level of interaction, right? You can do this in lines at Starbucks. I used to do this all the time, just for practice. It's the small talk stage. There's no intimacy. There's no obvious agenda. It's just, so I'm curious, what brought you here tonight? Echo it. Ask another question. And this is the secret to this. Whenever you ask a question in anything I teach, unless it, I strategically tell you to do otherwise, you never you always ask open-ended questions. You never ask any question that can be answered yes or no. The magic is in the question and the process they go through to create the answer, not the actual ma- words that come out of their mouth. That feeds you, gives you the fuel for the next piece, right? As you get deeper into this, you'll get the subtleties more, but if I tried to give you all the subtleties, your brains would dribble out your ears, your bleed from the nose and the eyes, and it would just be ugly. But this is how we start. We start with the echo, location, occasion. And then I ask her, I'm curious, what brought you out tonight? She had a very, very quick agenda. We went right to level two question real quick. Career passion. Career passion is one of the most important levels to this question process you can understand. And the reason is is that in the United States, as well as most other countries, you are what you do. When you ask somebody, like, um, sir, what do you do for a living? Myself? Yes. Construction management. You're a construction manager? I'm in the construction management. Civil inspection. You're in the construction management. What are you doing, Demisha? I'm a program manager. I'm a program manager. Do you see the? What do you uh, do? I'm a life insurance manager. What do you do?
0: Energy healing. You're an
2: energy healer, right? Now, you notice that most of them are are leading off with a question or a statement that goes something to the effect of I'm A, right? When you hear that particular phrase, what you're hearing is an identity statement. In other words, in the hierarchy of their belief systems, in the hierarchy of their worldview, they have equated what they do with who they are. That is a very, very powerful, very, very strong level of belief. In fact, it is so strong, it forms the pillars. One of the pillars of who they are in this world as a person. It is directly related to their criteria and values. Your criteria and values are also a fundamental building block of your identity. It is the barometer, the gauge with which you move through the world and determine what is right and desirable for you uh, versus what is not. There is a, a human being. This is important. Write this one down. A human being cannot interact and have their criteria and value massaged, talked about, without experiencing connection and pleasure and rapport. Can't not happen. Conversely, they cannot have their criterion values violated without experiencing emotional pain. So if there's someone in your life you want to get rid of, you just figured out how to get rid of them. If you've got that guy who just won't fucking leave, violate his values. He'll be gone like a rocket, right? Now, here's the functional part of this. It is practically impossible a person to act against their own criteria and values without experiencing emotional pain unless their sense of self, their sense of identity is weak. Then they can be convinced to do things that are against their will because their desire for validation is so strong that they connect who they are to what the group wants or what the person wants. Does that make sense? Okay, that's functionally how it works. So if you, want, if you find yourself too easily persuaded in situations where you, you capitulate to pressure, things like that, chances are yourself, your identity, need, your identity level needs some tweaking. There's some, there's some cobwebs in the attic that need to be cleaned out. And you can do that's actually kind of what we do all day long at the clinic in Solana Beach. But I know that one of the questions was asked, why am I persuaded so easily? One of the reasons is, is especially if you're doing this, it's very, very hard to act against your own deeply held values and beliefs. In fact, that's what we're looking for to make us happy in a relationship or a job. We're looking for this match. If you are a manager and you, and you manage people in any way, more often than not, when there's friction in the team, it's because of a criteria and it's, 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 there's a mismatch in the criteria and values. This checklist isn't meshing with, between the, the team members. So when you're building teams, you need to make sure that the checklists in the value tree match. Now, we we go real deep in depth in our three-day trainings and things like that, but I want you to get that this is one of the most important concepts you will ever understand or be exposed to if you want to be effective dealing with humans. Every human being on the planet has a checklist for every single thing they do, your job, is to just ask for it and pay attention to the responses that you get, reflect it back, and they will t- and connect what they want to what you want, and they will do what you want them to do. But don't believe me. Take this out into the world. Start with the echo technique. Simple, simple stuff. Start with it. Get awesome at it. Come back Add the next piece. You'll discover real quick your conversion rates, your ability to connect will, go, will exponentially go up. I challenge you to get caught. (laughs) And here's the other part. And I want to bring this around to the ethics question and the the whole authenticity thing. If you view this as moving through as a technique that you use to move through the world that you use with people, um, you'll have a great level of success. However, if you adopt this process as a natural way of moving through the world and interacting with everyone, if you adopt it as just how you do things... You'll never have to worry about getting caught. You'll never have to be worried about getting called on a trick. You'll never view it that way because you realize that this is the most ethical, honest, and powerful way to communicate with another human being because it's exactly the kind of connection that they're neurologically looking for in every context, in every way. And once you have that, it's easy to take them where they need to go. Based on what you think is best for for everybody. So, once we're hit the, with, with Stacy, once we hit the the career passion level, I asked, "What do you want? What do you, what's important about that?" So she's there's an interview. She wants to stay. You know, she's getting ready. She's finishing up her internship. She wants to stay in San Diego. There's a, she hasn't got the interview yet, but there's a doctor who controls that process, and she needs to get some way for her to notice him or him to notice her. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't use those words when I talked to her, but that's in an essence what she needed. Right? So she needed a way to get the to get him to notice her so she could at least get the shot at the interview. Right? So the strategy I gave her was very simple. Just start mirroring and echoing. And then asking other questions. Because the moment the person gets their their, their words back, the floodgates are gonna start to open. Okay. And then eventually you'll start to extract a lot of information, but you'll be building Points with them throughout the entire process. Okay? Yes. Do you mirror their body language as well? You could. I wouldn't worry about it right now. Okay. Um, uh, in fact, I'll teach you if I have time, I'll teach you um a body language technique that is again so powerful and so easy and generates so much credibility, it's almost unfair. <laughs> so I have to make sure you have strong ethical Underpinnings with it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'll let you practice it if we have time. Okay, but I want to get you guys out of here uh, With some is any of this useful Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure because I can run off the mouth for hours with this shit (laughs) I I geek out on this stuff in case you haven't figured it out right Um, So when we got to the career passion level and I knew what she wanted I asked her the magic question what is important about x, x being whatever topic we're talking about, based on the words that came out of her mouth. 80% of the content in this structure will be the words that came out of their mouth. And you know what? They will not bat an eye. In fact, they will feel so good about the conversation, they will remember you long after it's over. Because that old saying is just as true today as it was when it was quoted. People will forget what you tell them. They will never forget how you made them feel. And when you do this with a person, they will remember you. And they will remember you and they will want more of you in any context. You do it. Okay. Now, limit They ask you what's important. The next piece is a agree, agree with it, nod your head, validate it. However you do it, acknowledge you heard it, echo it back. Echo it back, take them where you want them to go next. Could be another question. Could be a story that you're going to tell. At this level, this level, it doesn't matter. But remember, if you're going to lapse into story, use their words to tell your story. Use their words to tell your story. And if they want to tell a story, let them talk and let them talk <laughs> because the longer they talk, the better you look physically, mentally, and emotionally. Let them talk. They're processing and connecting. The echo work is doing, it's doing its job. Okay. Many times you just sit there and let them talk long and say, okay, let's go. You won't even have to ask for the next step. They'll just say, okay, let's go. Right. But if you do, we'll give you some very smooth ways to transition into the next phase of the process. This isn't selling. You get that? This is us finding out about the person in front of us and sorting if they're a match for what we offer. That is offer psychology. You understand? And trust me, you may may see because it's a little bit, well, actually, it's not actually any longer. It's actually faster. Your close rate's gonna jump. And when I say close, it could be everything from a job interview to a prospect to, um, you know, pitching your, your idea for a gadget, right? I don't know what this one's going to do. She just had an overhaul during the break, (laughs) right? Um, That's the process. Wash, rinse, repeat. Now you can drill down as deep as you want, but whatever they give you, whatever they give you is always enough. Once they give you this, there's one more question you want to ask when it's appropriate to do so. And the information about this one is the one you want to really pay attention to. How do you know? How do you know? What is important about gives you the value, the label that they use, maybe even a little bit of the process that that there are behaviors that they're looking for. Maybe a little bit of that, but sometimes it's too vague. So it's like if, if we're going back to Stacy's example, Doctor Doctor Wong, I'm, I'm curious. How do you know when you've got the right intern? What 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 is it about the right intern for this job, the right person for this job, um, that lets you know that, that you've made a good decision? What do they have to have? What do they have to be? You know? And I said, well, I, like I said before, I I need a, i I I'm looking for an intern who knows their stuff, who has the technical skill as well as the the knowledge base and the ability to know when to follow protocol and when to get asked for help, who's able to stand on their own two feet, but's not going to go rogue on me, right? Because we all have heard of stories about these doctors or these alc- interns. I was an intern, I know. And I did all kinds of crazy shit because I was bulletproof as an intern, right? Um... And I got someone who follows instructions, who's excellent, who cares about the client, about the patient, is compassionate, but not so compassionate, they lose sight of why they're there and the job that they have to do, right? Excellent. Have you ever, and this is a, this is a little sneaky hack, but have you ever met somebody like that? Have you ever found an intern that the moment you saw them for the first time, notice the self point, and notice you saw them for the first time, you realize that this was somebody who embodied those characteristics, like someone who cared enough to excel academically but also had the compassion, had the ability to stand on their own two feet and think for themselves, know when to follow instructions, when to get help, and when to just do what needed to be done. You ever met somebody like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's another hack we'll talk about later, right? Um, but the all I did, I, I could paraphrase, I kind of, paraphrase myself a little bit because sometimes I zap myself with these hypnosis words. Um, But all I did literally was repeat back the words on the checklist and reference myself either through my gestures or with ambiguous wording. But you don't need to do that. Here's why. Just the act of asking the question connects you to their process. Just the act of asking the questions links you. To those values connects you to them in a way that's profound, without you having to do anything else. Get it? Okay. So classically in NLP, when we train you to drill on um, on uh, criterion values, they like you to go two or three levels deep. It's not necessary. Whatever words they give you is always enough. Whatever words they give you is always enough. Whatever words they, I can't stress that enough. Whatever words they give you is always enough because the longer you stay at that level, using those words sooner or later, you'll drop to another level. Mm -hmm. Right? The checklist is as important as the labels they use and you need to embody that checklist. The checklist will relate directly to the kinds of stories that they tell, so as long as you're telling similar stories to what they describe using their words to do it, you're connecting them at a very, very profound level to you. Is this relatively easy to do? It is actually, okay? Once you've reached the point where the conclusion of the interview or the process is over, you're gonna ask one of two or both simple questions. So I'm curious, aside from the fact that do you have any other questions for me, how soon do you wanna get started? Or conversely, what's the next step we need to take, if any, to move forward? Sometimes I just leave that. What's the next step we need to take, in any? And usually it's just like, whoa, well, I need to go out and make an appointment. Okay, let's walk on out. Right. But whatever they say when you say what's the next step, that's what you do. In a relaxed, non uh, Velociraptor type, you know, sort of Velociraptor going after a piece of meat kind of way. Remember, this is a relaxed easygoing, conversational exchange. If you say, what's the next step we need to take? They say, well, I guess we need to go out and make an appointment. Okay, let's go. Boom. <laughs> you just blew yourself out of the water, right? This is a low key, no stress process where we lead people to realize we have what they need. And that's the secret to this. Here's another axiom I want you to remember. This comes from Blair Warren, guy who wrote the Forbidden Keys to Persuasion. People resist what you tell them. They never resist what they conclude. Your job is to give everything your subject, your client, your prospect needs to make the conclusion you want them to make on their own without you having to tell them. That's what this does. It creates a profound sense of connection. It establishes if there's a match between what you offer and what they're looking for. And it leverages that connection so that the client comes to the realization that you are the one who can fulfill those needs. And if the longer you keep them connected, the more they will tend to do business with you, or if it's a therapy session, to comply to your instructions automatically. Remember, your job is compliance. There's only two reasons people don't, from a therapy perspective, there's only two reasons people don't do what you say. They don't want to, or they don't want to. There's only two real reasons why people don't want to. Everything else is just a subsection. A, they're afraid to, or they don't understand. They don't understand what you want them to do. When you use your words, you eliminate both of those. Because as the connection goes up, fear goes away. If you're using their words, they already understand everything about those words. There is no possibility of misunderstanding. If I reflective listen and I use different words to say the same thing or what I think is the same thing, the interpretation they get may be dramatically different. It's not a perfect match. What we want is a perfect match. So trust me or not, I don't care. I'm gonna keep doing this. (laughs) Because it friggin' works, and it will allow you to see more clients in less time. They will come out of your sessions or come out of your interactions. A spending more money, referring more clients, and feeling more loyal to you than any other way. And then it just gets better. Okay. <clears throat> we don't have time to do the uh, the resistance removal formula. So what I would like to do is I'd like you to tell you now is how to go for, to, from. Uh, Interesting information to unstoppable persuasion and irresistible influence in your life. Would that be okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. We have a couple of different opportunities for people who want to take this further. I'd like to outline those for you if I would. Would that be okay? Okay. For those of you who, um, and by the way, the people that come to my meetups fall into one of three categories. Um, They are people who want to fix their own shit. Shit being a technical term right? That's the vast majority of you. You're here to get some information that you can go out into the real world and just get your shit handled. I'm cool with that. For those of you who like that kind of an approach, I have been running here in San Diego a what we call the NLP Power Mastermind Mentoring Program. Now, when I've created NLP Power, the meetups here, I did not create it with the idea that I would be giving certifications and teaching classes and and all these things that have happened over the last 11 years or so. I was just a lonely dude looking to do cool stuff. But as the group grew, as the needs of the group grew, people kept coming up to me day meetup after meetup. Can I get certified with you? Can I learn hypnosis from you? Can I do this? Can I do that? And I would look at them and I would say, no. No, I, I don't do that. I spent, I taught hypnosis and NLP for free for 10 years. And I was so disillusioned with the the skill level coming out of those trainings. I refused. I refused to be part of that diploma mill. And it wasn't until one of my uh, good friends literally pulled me aside by the ear and slapped me around. He was a business major, (laughs) that I finally, you know, was beaten into philosophical submission and started training people. And I created a training program that makes you just unstoppable. Now I know most of you don't want to be hypnotists. Which is not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the nlp power mastermind mentoring program we have, if you're in the group or if you've visited the group go ahead and raise your hands okay we got one two three you've visited right um and what the nlp mentoring group is is it's an applied skills workshop it is not a certification track it meets on the third saturday of every month from 11 a.m to 4 p.m and what literally happens is i literally go you've been there you're not yet Oh, I've seen you, you've come to the, for the free food, I remember. <laughs> 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 but I literally go around and I say, Dealessa, what do you want to learn? John, what do you want to learn? Michael, what do you want to learn? What do you want to learn? Stacy, what do you want to learn? Leah, what do you want to learn? Sharon, what do you want to learn? And you tell me, and I write it up on the board, and I look at it when everybody's done, and I find all the connecting threads, where they overlap, where they cross, I create the lesson plan right on the spot. And for the next four hours, I drill you on those skills until you can do them in your sleep. Four hours goes by, I unleash you on the world to go make whatever changes and apply those skills in whatever level you came for. If you decide to come back the next month, we do the same thing. what do you want to learn? 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 learn? I write them on the board and we drill you on those skills. You will never get a certificate from participating in the NLP power mastermind. What you will get is the exact skills you want and need to do the things you want to do in the real world. You want to learn how to write better copy. We'll do that. You want to fix people's stuff. We'll tell you how to do that. If it's in my repertoire, it's on the table. It's my skill sets, your desires and applications, and we just rock and roll, okay? We've been running that group nonstop since 2010. It is the longest running, skill building, it's not free, skill building mastermind group. Normally to participate in that group, and by the way, the way it's run is not like these big ticket coaching programs that you see everybody pitching. We don't. I've, I've never, I never really liked that. I, I'd love to make that kind of money, but it's it's not what it's about. The mentoring program is about learning how to be awesome at what you do. It's about getting the results you want in the real world for you. So the way we did it, and we still do it to this day. I'm hoping we can continue to do it for as long as possible. Normally, to join the group, it's two forty-seven a month. $247 a month. It's not, there's no long-term contracts or anything like that. It's literally handled like a subscription through PayPal. So if you sign up and you like it, you want to keep coming. I had guys who just recently, they, they actually were founding members of the group. They only left because they had to move, <laughs> right? Uh, great people, great skill sets. Oh, my God, it's such a fun place. Um, but I digress. <laughs> You come for a month or a year or 10 years. It doesn't matter. It's just a subscription that renews every month automatically. When you decide you've gotten what you needed, when you decide you're done, you pick up the phone, you send me an email, I click a button, you're done. So it doesn't matter to me whether you're in it for a month or a decade. What's important to me is that you got the skill sets you needed to move forward in your life to get exactly what you want, the way you want it. I want to know your checklist. I want to match your checklist. I want to give you the exact skills to move forward in your life by your standards and definitions. Does that make sense? Okay. The the other interesting thing is that we videotape each and every mastermind training session. And we archive those videos in a special location on the NLP Power website. All of the members... Of the NLP Power Mentoring Program have free full 24-hour day unlimited access to all seven years of the NLP archives. I'll warn you some of the videos are not edited. (laughs) Okay but so if you don't mind fast forwarding through the dead space you can binge watch that stuff for seven straight years and we're still adding content. Okay and it's and it's and it's free to you for as long as you're a member in the system, okay? So I've always believed that some, I, I believe I channel a lot of it. I don't, without getting all woo woo, I'm amazed at the shit that comes out of my mouth sometimes. So I realized a long time ago, if I don't record it, it's gone. So I just started recording stuff. So 247 is the current monthly rate. For those of you who might be interested in trying that out, I'd like to give you guys another free gift if I could. Our next mastermind meeting session is going to be the third Saturday of April in my clinic at Solana Beach. I'd like to invite you all to come out and participate in that and see if it's something that fits for you. If it's a fit, we'll take it to the next step. If it's not, you had a great evening, you got to learn a a great day, you got to have some cool stuff with some cool people and you actually get some skills you can really use. And if it's something that really resonates with you, you won't feel like quite such an alien when you go home. You ever notice that? That sometimes you go to a training or something because they're the only place where you can meet people you can actually talk to about this yet, about them looking at you like you're from Venus.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> That's a large part why I do these things. I'm tired of people looking at me like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Satanist. <laughs> right? So, for those of you who, who want to give it a try, another free gift for those of you who stuck it out and went through all this, come on out for the, the NLP Power Mastermind next month. Uh, it's completely free. If you decide that you want to give it a shot, I'd like to give you another gift. I'll give you the entire mastermind for as long as you want to be in it for 127 a month. And that price will never go up for as long as you're in the system. But before you decide, come out to the mastermind. See if it resonates, if it works for you, and join the party. Time of it. Time starts at 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. Is it at your clinic? It's at my clinic, yes. Unless it gets too big, in which case it'll be here. But right now, we we, we can hold about 16 at the clinic before it starts to get really cozy. Uh, so right now we're we're just a little bit below that level. So. It's okay.
0: Do we show up or should we call?
2: Well, I'm going to tell you how to do that in a minute. If you're interested in that, please see Linda and, and just besiege her. Last time we had a stampede out the door, um, but see her; she'll get you scheduled, and she'll get and we'll we'll call up and follow up to make sure. Because again, we only have 16 slots that we can fit. So if every you know if if you if you're not going to come, we want to follow up and make sure that somebody else who didn't get a shot can get in. Does that does that make sense? So that's all I got for today. Um, Anybody get something useful out of tonight? Cool. Now, I do ask people, um, if you had a good time, if you've got useful information from this, please post good things to the meetup. If you didn't have a good time, please post to somebody else's meetup. God bless. Thank you all for coming out. Go see Linda if you're interested. And we'll see you next month. Have a good night.
1: Thank you for listening to the Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnydernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, don't hesitate to call me at 858-282-4663
2: and we can talk more about what your mind has to offer.